girls, Christy Shute here, and you're listening to the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Today is episode five, and we have a really exciting, fun episode planned for you guys today. Before we get into that, I want to introduce you guys to our special Rooted Leader guest that's on the podcast with us today, my great friend, Crystal Hahn. Hey, Crystal. Hey, guys. I'm so glad to be here today. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, of course. We're so glad that you're on the podcast and you're just going to be sharing so much of your wisdom with us today. We can't wait to dive on in. Um, Crystal, before we do that, though, just maybe tell, introduce yourself, tell the Rooted Girls a little bit about you. Sure. Okay. So, hey, I'm Crystal. Like Christy said, um, I've known Christy for about six years and um, we are super close friends. She's an awesome girl and I'm just so thankful to know her. Um, Me personally, I have been married for 15 years, so that's a really long time. (laughs) Yay! I have three kids, um, an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a six-year-old. Let me tell you, girl, she does not look like she could have an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. That's awesome. Always surprises me when I hear that. I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> um, and I get to work at Anthem Church as the creative arts director, and it's just a fun job. I get to do a lot of great things and and create spaces for people to meet with Jesus. So I'm super thankful for life. And uh, what else? If you guys have ever been to a Rooted Girls conference, which if you haven't, a little plug, you need to come to one in the future. Yes. But um, Crystal is the mastermind. She said she's the creative arts director. She's the mastermind behind how everything looks at the conferences, all the decorations, the stage, the lights, all that stuff. Crystal is the creative genius (laughs) behind all of that. And it always looks amazing. (laughs) Thank you. It's a joy. It is a joy. Well, maybe share with them, like, I always ask people this, like a fun fact or something they'd be surprised to learn about you, anything along those lines. Well, I'm pretty silly, and I love to make people laugh. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) My, um, probably one of my favorite pastimes is to pretend um, and prank people that I'm falling. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I love to fall and make everyone else feel sorry for me and awkward. You should Um, tell that story about when you were in Walmart and you, you like fake fell. (laughs) Yes. So that's probably one of my favorite falls. I, um, (laughs) had a carton of eggs and then I just you know tripped and fell and the eggs went everywhere and everyone felt awful for me um and I all along knew that it was it was happening (laughs) the joke was on them um but yes it's hilarious to watch different personalities react to that moment like some people are super helpful and other people like literally run away and start dying laughing. Some people call 911. (laughs) (laughs) They're not sure how to react. So I'm kind of crazy that way. Um, But it it keeps me entertained, I guess. (laughs) That's awesome. Love that. Yeah, we love having fun. As Crystal shared, she's one of my closest friends, really. And we actually have worked together on several different things and um, just love doing life with Crystal and her family. So again, thanks for being on the podcast. So as you guys know, we're right in the middle of our relationship series. Woohoo! This is episode five and we're a couple episodes into talking about relationships. And so far we've talked about dating, like what to look for when you're entering a dating relationship, how to be ready and prepared to date. And then we talked last episode a little bit about Now, okay, I'm in a relationship. Now what do I do? How do I honor God? Make sure I'm doing things the right way now that I'm in a relationship. So today we've titled this episode Dating 301 because we're just going a little bit deeper in talking about dating, how to honor God in the midst of all that, um, how to set boundaries, and how to do things 
kind of the right way. You know, nobody's perfect, but as best as we can and just focusing on honoring God in the midst of it all. So that's what we're talking about today. So I'm glad Crystal's on with us to talk about that. And as I always say, if you've listened to a podcast before, you know, we wish we had all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> so don't like say, they said this, and there's no way it's wrong. You know, we're not perfect people. We don't know everything, but we will do our absolute best to point you um, towards biblical truth. And also we'll talk about experiences from our lives and what Crystal will talk mainly today about what she's learned through her life on dating and things like that. Um, but we don't have all the answers, but we will always do our best to point you back towards the Word of God and what that says and always um, direct you to the truth. So, yes. All right, well, let's jump on in. As you guys know, on these podcasts, we answer questions that girls have submitted from our conferences or through messages we've gotten. And today in Dating 301, we're going to be talking about um, some questions you guys have asked, which one is, how do you feel about dating relationships and sex before marriage, and kind of coupling up with that, um, how do you resist the temptation to cross boundaries once you're in a relationship? So I had my sister on last episode, and we started talking about how they set healthy boundaries and things. So today we'll dive a little bit deeper in with Crystal, who's been married a lot longer. My sister's been married, uh, she said, almost three years. And then Crystal, how long have you been married? Fifteen. So a little bit more experience there, but she has a lot of wisdom to share with you guys. So... Um, before we start asking you some questions, Crystal, I, I love asking people this, and I know our Ruta girls probably love hearing about this, but tell us just a little bit about your love story sure. with your husband, Andrew, how you guys met, how he asked you out for the first time, how you started dating, what you thought of him, you know, all those things. Okay. Okay. So this is a pretty fun story um, that kind of hit me by surprise. I was in college, and there was a team of us that headed to Panama for the summer to plant a uh-huh. church with a community there. And um, so our professor and then 14 of us lived there for seven weeks. And so Andrew and I were both on that team, and we were just friends, just like I was friends with everybody else on the team. And one night, um, we were uh, on dishes duty. Oh. So every night, people got, you know, scheduled Great to clean. Great experience. <laughs> Don't dishes. always be disappointed when you're doing dishes, guys. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> never so, know where it could lead. So I was just hanging out, drying some bowl or something, and all of a sudden, he caught my attention. You know, like I had been like with him for weeks, and all of a sudden, I just saw him in a different way. And I was like, oh, man, I am crushing on this guy. Was this technique with the rag, like, (laughs) really impressive? It it must have been, like, the servant-heartedness of his dishes, (laughs) dish skills, you know? That's funny. (laughs) But, um, so, yeah, I... I just kind of saw him in a different way. And the trip was actually coming to an end. And the funniest part is um, now, in retrospect, I know what happened, but I did not know at the time. But Andrew took a picture with every person on the team, and then he got um, everyone's number. And it was all just to have a picture of me and him and I my number. <laughs> That's so strategic, you guys. So, hey, just a life tip. If you guys need a guy's number, want to get yeah. a picture with them, great way to go about Everybody, it. just yeah. go for it. Even if there's 50 people, yeah. it might take a while, but just, just make sure you start early. <laughs> so I got home, and he ended up calling me that summer. And we talked for hours on the phone and um, and just kept talking and it just felt so natural, and I was super excited and um, got back to school. And then we just kind of started talking 
then I started dating. Um, and so, yeah, that's just kind of how we met, fell in love really, and we got um, engaged and married my senior year of college. So it was all a whirlwind. And so how long did you guys date for? Yeah, okay, so, well, you know, there's always more to the story that meets the eye, right? <laughs> so we, he asked me out, um, and this is what I said on our first date, which I would not advise. <laughs> I said, I just want you to know, it was, so we were at Bible school, so lots of girls were like, vocalist or uh-huh. like pastor's wives like dreaming of like being in ministry and stuff and I was like listen I'm not gonna be your trophy wife and sit on the front stage and I don't play the piano so boom <laughs> and he was like whoa coming on strong this is our first date <laughs> yeah he was like slow down um but he took me to a really nice dinner and a fancy date on our first date and then like Taco Bell the second. So it's all about balance. <laughs> True. <laughs> but so we dated for like um, six months and then he broke up with me. What? <laughs> what? Okay, we need to hear more about that part. <laughs> oh, it was devastating. I was so brokenhearted and I just, it came out of the blue. On his end, I think he was just terrified that he was falling in love and it was so real. Mm-hmm. That can be scary for guys sometimes. <laughs> and girls. So he wasn't quite ready. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I I just went on with life. Not that I wasn't brokenhearted at all yeah. or wondering what was going to happen. But then um, I actually tore my ACL playing basketball. And it just so happened that Andrew just kind of came in and started, like, taking care of me. Like, he would take me to physical therapy because I couldn't drive. Um, and he just, he was just one of my best friends. And I finally just said, hey, you can't have the best of both worlds. Yeah. You know, we're best friends. We're always hanging out. So what are we? And he was like, you know what? Let's date again. Aww. Yeah. And that was... When that happened, I knew that it was super serious yeah. because he was really saying, "Yes, I see this, I going, see this somewhere. going somewhere." Yeah. yeah, so yeah, we dated and then got engaged, um, and then we were only engaged for um, four months before wow. we got married. Wow! Yeah. For a planner like me, I'm like, "Whoa, quick!" <laughs> but it hey, was fast. And you know, you it know, was fast. Wow. So what? What were your thoughts when he broke up with you? Like, were you like, "Oh, I'm." I thought I was going to marry this guy because I know yes. early on you felt you felt like that. Yeah. And then were you like confused? Like, God, like what's happening? Yes. So, you know, um, it's love is tough because, you know, there are a lot of people in the world that are amazing and that you can fall in love with. And so I was trying to figure out if I had talked myself into thinking that he was the person that. I was, you know, drawn to, to, to marry. And, um, so I would kind of like have a lot of self doubt and, and try to like kind of force myself to move on. But at the end of the day, I kept coming back to him and, and, uh, I couldn't shake my feelings for him. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, in the middle of it, absolutely insecure, absolutely wondering why. Um, and then just kind of confused about what I was feeling and how he wasn't feeling the same. Um, and yeah, so just a lot of trust in God and trusting his timing and mm-hmm. his purposes for my life, even if it wasn't him, that it would be okay. Yeah. Um, and it happened to be him and yeah. it was okay. So I think that's a great thing that we can 
teach the reader girls just like whether you're single or dating someone about to be engaged whatever phase you're in just trusting god like yes. approaching it open-handed and being like god i don't know when that's going to happen or in your case crystal like i don't know why this is happening right now yeah. like i'm super confused i thought this was the guy i was going to marry and now we're in this phase where we're broken up but just being like god i trust you even if you're single and you're like i have no idea when god's going to bring that person into my life. Or if you were dating someone and it's not working out, whatever it is, just always being like, God, you're in control of my life. Like approaching it open-handedly. I trust you with my future. And I really do trust that you have what's best for me in mind, even if we're confused or even if we're like, I don't know what's happening or why this struggle is going on. So yeah. And, and it's just two human beings, right? Right. Trying to figure out (laughs) our future. Yes, exactly. So it's a lot of layers, a lot of emotions, two people coming at it from different angles. So you just got to trust God with every step. Yeah, that's great advice. And so we're in the middle of a relationship series. We've been talking about dating and things for the past couple episodes. And so Sterling and I in our Dating 101 shared some things to look for when you're looking for a significant other or a godly guy. And my sister talked about some qualities she really admired and loved that really attracted her to Bryce, her now husband. if you just had to give the Ruder girls just some advice, because they're kind of diving into this world of dating, you know, some are middle school, high school, maybe early college and things, and they're trying to figure out, like, who is it, what is a good Christian guy even look like? Like, what, yeah. who even has potential for me? Like, what kind of tips or advice would you give for them as they're starting to date? Like, this is the type of person you should look for, and maybe this is the type of person you shouldn't go for, anything yes. like that. Yeah. So, gosh, this is so difficult because there are so many people that are attractive, attractive, you know, that we're drawn to or we think are funny or, um, you know, some of us have gone through bouts of being attracted to the very wrong kind of guy. Yes. Um, You know, and so it's very difficult to just kind of sift through our humanness, our um, sin nature and then even just wanting to control our lives. Uh-huh, so yes. you might feel like you're settling in moments or you have too high standards. But I think when it, you break it all down, I really just think that, I mean, I've been married to a man for 15 years. That's a really long time to live mm-hmm. with someone. And I never once have woken up and said, did I make a mistake? Wow. Not once. That's great. And it's because the man that he is, not what life is going like. I mean, we've been rich, we've been poor, we've been sick, we've been healthy. Mm -hmm. You know, life has been going awesome and we have had really tough seasons. But he has been consistent with the type of man that he is. And that is a man that loves God most of all. Mm -hmm. And he puts Jesus first in everything he does. And so to me, if I could just like go back to my younger self, it would be like, Crystal, don't be so surface that you're judging him on how he's dressing or what kind of car he is driving (laughs) or, you know, even like the profession that he is like pursuing. I mean, here, this guy, Andrew, my husband, you know, he... He was, you know, going to be a pastor. I knew that wouldn't be, like, awesome financially. (laughs) But at the same time, I just looked at him and thought, I don't know if I could ever find anybody that would just lead me to the heart of God more than this guy. Wow. And... And I've just seen him be so faithful to Jesus. And and then now as a dad, 
to mm-hmm. see him um, lead our children in that way. Like, seriously, girls, that guy is worth the wait. Yes. <laughs> he is worth um, He is worth those expectations because, you know, he has led me to love Jesus more every day of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful. Wow. Yeah. I love that. So look for a guy that does lead you to love Jesus more yes. every day of your life. And that's leading you to go deeper in your relationship with the Lord. And yes. a guy who makes you want to pursue God more each and every day, that yeah. is the kind of guy, yeah, like Crystal said, that you want to look for, that you want to wait for. And like she said, after being married for all these years, you know, it is worth the wait. And I love how Crystal said um, things about circumstances, like the how he dresses or the car he drives and things, you know. All that, I know we live in the, you know, very first world and it is (laughs) tough sometimes for us as girls, especially to see past those kind of things, but those things can change. Like Mm -hmm. you can get a better car or you can get a worse car. You (laughs) know, you can even jobs, like she mentioned, the profession he wanted and things like you can lose a job. Like even, I don't care if the guy you're interested in has a great job and it looks like it's going to be so secure and it's going to bring you guys, so much money one day and things, you know, circumstances can change and jobs can change. Jobs come and go. Yeah. You know, cars come and go. How they dress, sometimes that's that's good. That comes and goes because you can improve their style a little. <laughs> but that can change. Like all those things can change. But the foundation of somebody and yeah. the character that somebody possesses. I said this on the podcast with Sterling, like character doesn't change all that often. It's a lot harder to change character. It's very easy to change outward things. What kind of car you drive, how you look, how they dress, you know, those things are easy to change, but the foundational things like character, who a person is, their love for the Lord doesn't usually change. Yeah, that's right. Wow. So Crystal, kind of diving into more of the questions that the girls have asked, um, I guess once you were in a relationship with Andrew, so you told us kind of how you guys got together and then you started dating, broke up with you, then you got back together and then you got engaged and it was a short engagement, got married, woohoo. Um, but a lot happens in dating before you make it to the altar and you're saying, <laughs> I do. And um, so during that relationship, um, as these girls are starting to get into relationships with guys and things, like what kind of boundaries did you and Andrew have to set to make sure you were honoring God yeah. And setting yourself up for a successful marriage in a God-honoring marriage in the future. Sure. So, you know, um, culturally, we're probably, we probably don't hear about um, waiting to have sex hardly ever mm-hmm. anymore um, until you're married. Um, so 15 years ago, it was pretty heavy in the culture. Like, it was talked about a lot. Yes. It was, it was a very high expectation for Christian girls and Christian guys. Um, so... I, I want to say thank you to that culture yeah. because it was a great support yes. um, in that season in our life because a lot of people were also trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we weren't alone in that. Um, you know, we were we were in college, so we both lived in dorms. So yeah. that was also like God's grace on yes. our life. Yeah. <laughs> so we it was a, a Christian lot. school, so yes. girls can go in guys' dorms, I'm guessing. Right. And we had a lot of like regulations and rules mm-hmm. that, that helped us. Um, but that also caused us to, you know, leave in our car a lot or yes. like head off campus. And so that was one um, one of just the practical things that we, 
you know, we would just try not to like go um, for a drive and get coffee and uh-huh. talk at a park or, you know, in a neighborhood. Yes. <laughs> you know, just because it starts with great intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're not always the strongest of people. Yes. So. That's true. So think about what you're doing before. It is harder. You know, I don't have a ton of experience in this, but from what I've learned and read and heard, it is harder to set a boundary and to pull yourself back from doing something you might regret later when you're in the situation, when you're already in the car alone in an abandoned parking lot. Right. (laughs) It's late at night. It's harder to put the brakes, pump the brakes when you're in a situation like that. Yes. And if you don't even let yourself get into that type of situation in the beginning. Yeah a lot better yeah and I've told Christy this before but something interesting and kind of crazy about our story is that we kind of like took a like a giant like right turn and like decided that we wouldn't kiss until we got married which sounded great in a in a boundary and a rule (laughs) but um what it did was it just like built up this like passion that we just couldn't, we could not sustain that (laughs) boundary. And so, you know, we had to be super careful because we had all this built up. And then once, (laughs) once we kissed, then it was like, oh, shoot. Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. no. (laughs) We're on a downhill spiral fast. Yeah. So like one, one thing that we did do that was pretty tough, honestly, um, super vulnerable. Um, but we invited, um, one of our professors into our dating relationship Mm -hmm. in a way of accountability. So we would meet with him, um, weekly and just talk about our dating life and what our week looks like. And he would ask us about boundaries and how we were doing with those. Um, so some weeks we had to be super honest and say, Hey, you know, we crossed a few boundaries that we had Uh this week and we didn't do great. Um, and he would just meet us with grace and we would get back on track. And honestly, like I can say that that man helped us sustain, um, and both be virgins when we got married, which, wow. which was not an easy task. Yeah. Right? That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped that that goal was met, but dang, it was hard. Yeah. Well, so I guess what you're saying too is to invite someone who you trust, a mentor, someone yes. with a lot of wisdom to keep you accountable. Yeah. And that's probably the most vulnerable you'll ever feel <laughs> yeah. because it's the most intimate part of your relationship. Um, but it was so healthy for us. And, um, and now I just see absolute value mm-hmm. and gosh, I hope my kids do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've said this several through several different podcast episodes. It's so important like to surround yourself with God-fearing, healthy relationships and people, yes. especially as you're diving into the world of dating, as you're entering relationships, ask people who love the Lord, who you trust, people who you look up to, who have a lot of wisdom, mentors, youth pastors, parents, whoever that is for you, to speak into your dating relationship and yeah. to speak into your life and say, hey, I think that's going well, but here's yes. how you can set some boundaries and how, here's how you can honor God now that you're in that relationship, but mm-hmm. seems like a great guy. Or people that can speak into your life and say, you know, Crystal, I just, I know your heart and I know how you love the Lord and I know how the things you're dreaming God can do through your life. And I don't think what he's dreaming, I don't even know if he's dreaming what God can do through his life at all. You know, it's not, it's not matching up. So it is so important to invite those kind of people and influences 
into your life who can speak into what they see, the good things or even the bad things. Yes. And I mean, I think like the the trap that we can get in is like looking to our right and left and saying, oh, we're doing so much better than them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to learn like when we sit with Jesus, yeah. what is Jesus saying about our relationship That's good. and what we are doing, you know, behind closed doors or whatever. Um, and to some people that boundary might have been way more extreme than ours were. Uh-huh. Or we might have had super extreme boundaries comparatively to other people. But at the end of the day, it, it mattered what Jesus was saying to us yes. in our relationship to get to what Jesus was asking of us. Well, I love that advice. And honestly, girls, you could apply that right now. If some of you are in a relationship and you're like, okay, I'm nowhere near getting married. But if you're in a relationship with a guy right now and you're like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is good for me or if this is bad. Ask yourself that same question that Crystal just said, like, when it's just me and Jesus, like, what does Jesus think about this relationship? Would it make him smile? Would it make him proud? That is such a great practical question that girls could apply right now. If you guys are in a relationship, like, what is Jesus thinking about this situation, the relationship that I'm in? Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, you kind of mentioned it earlier, Crystal, but sadly, culture today kind of promote sex. It kind of smiles upon having sex, especially outside of marriage, which is really sad. And I know you already hit on it, but times have changed a lot, even since I was in high school and I'm only 26, you know, I'm not that old, but it's really changed where sex is almost outside of marriage. And while you're young is almost encouraged. It's like, Hey, if you're feeling like it's right, if you're, you think you're in love with a guy, like it's just natural and it's just normal to do that. Like that's just what everybody does. So what kind of advice would you give? I'm sure a lot of our Rudy girls have heard that. So what kind of advice would you give to them as they're still not married, you know, and they're tempted to cross that kind of a boundary or influences from pop culture or their school and people around them are saying like, Hey, it's okay. Like it's totally normal to have sex outside of marriage. Like that's an old idea. Like sure. Back in the Bible times or back when your mom was a kid, that was fine, you know, to not have, to only have it in marriage. But what would you say to those girls now who are being told like, it's, it's normal to have sex outside of marriage. Like waiting is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like that's an old idea. Well, now that you did, you did wait, you, like you said, you and Andrew are both virgins when you got married. Um, what have been, what's been so beneficial from that? Or what advice would you give to girls that are asking that question? Yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's interesting how, how we just base what we feel and believe off of culture. Um, because even as an adult woman, now I'm kind of shocked when girls are like, oh, I'm saving myself for marriage. I'm like, right. what? You even know about that? Yeah, I know. And it's just because our culture is so infiltrated by um, the normalcy of sex and do whatever you want. There's no regrets. Live your life. Um, live your truth. You yeah. know, all of those things. And what it has done is it's just put this mask on um, sexual um, desire and in all of it where it doesn't show you the opposite end. It shows you the glamour and the glitz and the the desire, um, but it doesn't show you how after you mess around with somebody or sleep around that you might sit and feel the guilt and the shame and the loneliness when they walk away and yeah. don't want to have anything to do with you anymore. And I think the biggest gift that I have in my marriage 
is that my heart wasn't just divided multiple, multiple times. And I don't have um, an intimate experience like I do with my husband with another man. And that to me, and, you know, and knowing that he doesn't either is such a, it's such a gift. I mean, it's just, wow. It really is a miracle, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just the beauty of what God designed that we would just be able to like be with each other and not have flashbacks of other moments with other people or feel our hearts torn in other directions um, or even like comparing each other um, with others. God didn't set the boundary to keep us from something that was good. And that's the incredible thing is that he created sex and desire and all of that as such a beautiful gift for us to just enjoy Mm -hmm. as um, married men and women. And, and it's just such a beautiful, um, it just brings such unity in marriage. Mm -hmm. It breaks down walls and barriers between communication or whatever. Um, It's just a union that is so ordained by God and was created by him and he knows mm-hmm. and that's why he he encourages us to just not give ourselves over and over and over because he knows yeah um what it does to us um and so maybe maybe you have and and maybe you're just right now feeling like that sense of guilt and shame and I just want to say, like, that's not Jesus on you. That yeah. That's the enemy, like, making you feel that, um, that God's grace is covers yes, all of it. And, so much bigger. And today, this moment is a new moment. And you don't have to feel that guilt and shame of any decision that you've previously made. All you have to do is just make that effort and invite the Holy Spirit in today and to just be with you in every moment, in every decision um, and I, I just promise it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth having that unity with your spouse that no one can take away. Wow, that's so good. So take it from Crystal, <laughs> someone who's been married a lot of years, that it is worth it. And we know, guys, it can be hard. We're not yes. saying the road is easy at all. And I love how Crystal mentioned, if you've already feel like you've messed up or you've gone too far across the boundary that you weren't planning on crossing and you have regrets, you know, God's grace, like she mentioned, is so much bigger than that. It's so much deeper. And the moment you turn around and you run to him and you ask for forgiveness and you say, God, I messed up, you know, wash me clean, Lord, make me new again. He will. And his mm-hmm. love is just so much bigger than we could ever think, you know, comprehend, imagine. And um, the moment you turn to run back to him, he will accept you back with loving in open arms. Absolutely. So. Well, Crystal, that was so good. Um, any final, we're going to wrap up, but any final just thoughts or this is broad, but just any advice as these girls are in middle school or high school, like yeah. early college, young adults, they're thinking about dating a lot. You know, yes. it's on all of our minds. Um, just any final words of wisdom or words of advice that you would give to them as they're jumping into this world of dating? Yeah. So I mean, I think allow yourself to crush, allow yourself to... Um, we all do. That's normal. <laughs> Don't worry. You know, <laughs> to be attracted to guys. and um, But I would just say slow step it. You know, just really observe and, and watch how they treat people. Watch if they constantly bring um, God and Jesus into conversation yes. without you leading and bringing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be mindful of who they are, the character that they have, 
before you invite them into even just that personal space of a dating relationship. Um, and our culture kind of has it backwards where you get super close, super fast, and then figure out who they are. Right. Um, and so I would just say, like, there's nothing wrong with just taking it slow and yes. figuring things out where you're not in a situation later where you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. You know, and there are amazing guys out there that love Jesus um, and they're worth waiting for. Mm -hmm. And don't settle. Don't settle for guys that treat you unkind, um, guys that put expectations over you that are just awful. Uh, Don't Mm -hmm. do it. They're not worth your time. You are worthy. You are enough. And God has the best in mind for you. Wow. Thanks so much, Crystal. That that even encouraged me. (laughs) Wow. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode of the podcast, but man, I'm loving this relationship series that we're in. Like I said, I'm, I'm learning a lot and hopefully you guys are learning a lot too. And a lot of things that you can apply even now to your life. That's the goal of this podcast is to answer your questions and just to help direct you, give you some encouragement and um, just to love you guys as you're in the midst of different seasons of life. So The good news is we're not done with this relationship series. We have a couple more episodes, and I'm excited because next episode, I'm actually going to be in the hot seat. We're going to flip it around, and Crystal is going to be asking me some questions because we're going to be talking about singleness and how to be content as a single person, which I know some of you are dating, but a lot of you are also single or you will be single. (laughs) So it's really important for us to learn how to be content and how to seek God and let God use us even in that season of our life. So we're going to be tackling that topic next time on the podcast, and that one's going to be posted the third Friday of August. So mark your calendar for that. You're not going to want to miss that one. Also, we want to hear from you guys. Don't forget, you know, if you ever have questions, things you want us to talk about on the podcast, just shoot us a direct message, shoot us an email. We're here for you guys. We want to help you. So Crystal, again, thank you so much for being here. Loved having you on. Thanks so much for having me. It was a blast. And we love you girls. We wish you guys the best and we'll see you next time right here on the Rooted Podcast. Bye. Bye.